Chapter 14 The Pulse of Life on Every Level A new era has begun. It is, among many things, a time of linking and connecting in many areas, on many levels, in many ways. The primary place to connect is on the inner levels, within the personality. But we must also connect on the outer levels, so that eventually the differences between religions, nations, and the like will disappear. Does this mean that individuality will go away? Absolutely not. Just the opposite will happen. In a very practical sense, we are now moving out of duality. During the era of duality, there was a lot of diversity on the outer levels, while conformity and unity was more often within a person. This had a way of wiping out true individual expression. The age of unity now ushers in a different picture. Outer differences will go away as they lose their importance. We won't attach our personal identity to our nationality or our religion. As such, we won't be blocked from finding our soul's oneness with the all because of a rigid focus on differences. What will gain importance in the new era will be our diverse divine expressions. From unified groups, a group consciousness will arise that will allow clearly defined individuals to evolve. And these people will be able to bring an even greater unity to the group process. Let's now turn our attention to how the pulsation of life and consciousness works behind the scenes to support such an unfolding. Everything in the universe is divine pulsation. As the universal spirit pulsates into matter, matter becomes enlivened by the pulse of the divine. The movement of the divine, as it expands and contracts, pushes its way into the void. Eternal life advances with each expanding move, enlivening the void, or vacuum, with spirit. At the momentary meeting of the void with divine substance, matter is created. This pulse we are speaking of is an aspect of life we're well aware of on the physical plane. Our own physical bodies are alive and we have a pulse. The heart, the lungs, and the bloodstream all pulsate. We are quite familiar with this phenomena. What we are not so familiar with are the more finely calibrated pulsations that happen in the mind, in our feeling self, and in the body. In addition, there is a pulsation of life that is a spiritual push, which reaches out into the void, turning the void into life. Each manifestation of life, whether it's a person or a different kind of organism, is itself a pulse beat. For life penetrates everything that is, so it is in all organisms. As long as a being is alive, this pulse of universal life expands into it. It's one single pulse. But the pulse rate is not always the same. According to the rhythm of the entity, there will be a particular pulse beat that follows particular laws. 
There are pulse systems in the physical body we have not yet discovered. For every molecule, pore, cell, and organ has its own pulse system. In the same way, the layers of consciousness have different pulse beats, pulse systems, and pulse laws. Our very life is a single pulse beat on the universal clock. And each planet has its own system of pulse beats. A star appears, a star disappears, with a pulse beat of maybe billions of years. But of course, time is an illusion. We perceive this illusion as we observe different spans of time. So we find it hard to see how a single pulse of blood through our heart is the same nature as the pulse beat of a planetary system. Three Movements of Pulsation There are three movements, universal movements, that comprise every pulse that brings life into manifestation. These are the expanding, the contracting, and the static movements. Let's look at this in terms of the pulse of a single person's life. During the expanding movement, life penetrates into the body of matter. Then, during contraction, life returns to its source as it withdraws into the inner realm. Life then refuels during the static movement, regenerating itself. The potent energies of the nucleus restore the entity so that it once again becomes ready to thrust itself forward. This is how it fulfills its innate plan, and it will do this over and over, billowing further and further into the void until divinity has completely filled all there is. In the case of the human body, it has a main pulsatory system, the heart. This cascades throughout all the systems and organs of the body, so that altogether, they form the totality of a person's body. If one of these pulse systems doesn't work correctly, life will be impaired. It's no different on all levels of our being, and each level has a main way the pulse shows up. Our feeling body, our consciousness, our will, all these systems have a main pulse, which causes it to show up or appear in matter. In addition, each pulse has nested pulse systems that must function properly for us to be healthy. If there is a strong, full pulse, we will be able to see this in a person, for divine aspects are pumped into an entity in the same way the heart pumps blood into a body. This shows up as intelligence, talent, beauty, health, goodness. If there are any imperfections, lack of intelligence, lack of talent, unattractiveness, ill health, problems, poverty, and such, this reveals a weak pulse of divine penetration. What is responsible for a strong pulse beat? Our inner consciousness and inner will, of course. When a being appears in matter, the underlying consciousness 
may or may not be strongly motivated to fulfill a certain task. This will affect whether the pulse is strong and full or not. If a particular consciousness is only half willing to fulfill its destiny, to follow its seed plan, the pulse will be weak. So the rhythms of every pulse system of a human being or another kind of being depend on the will, intention, and determination of the entity on all levels of their being. If the pulse is weak, this will bring about a quicker contracting movement, that is, withdrawal from life. A short lifespan is a demonstration of this. We can see then that the prime regulator of life is consciousness, as that can influence the pulse beat. As we do our healing work on a spiritual path such as this one, we will delve deeply into the various intricate levels of our inner consciousness. As we do this, we become aware of an intentionality that is often quite hidden. In other words, we can see our pulse beat in the way our life unfolds, and this is a direct expression of our inner, often hidden, intentionality. The power level, if you will, of the pulse of our spirit then, which is what enlivens our body, the shell of matter in which we live, determines our well-being, vitality, creativity, fulfillment, perfection, and degree of trust, to name a few aspects. Every pulse is a billowing force. Too often, though, unconscious levels of our personality interfere with the thrust of our spirit. But we do have the power to change this. We can strengthen our pulse beat and thus extend our life. When we see a person whose main life pulse is weak, we will observe lack of energy, lack of vitality, lack of creativity, lack of health, lack of any divine attribute, really. As the pulsing movement withdraws, going back into the person's inner reality, the matter that had been enlivened dissolves and returns to particles. These particles won't ever return to the state they were in when life was pulsing through them. For that life force has now gone back and it will wait to billow forth when the cosmic pulse beat pushes through again, enlivening other matter, creating new form, and forever working to fill the void. This is the plan of evolution, and it will continue until divine life permeates all existence, until it has pulsated all the way through all that is. This is the process of evolution, constantly thrusting, billowing, expanding, and then withdrawing. It is forever pushing forward and then pulling back. So the motion of pulling back is a natural part of the pulse, but we have the ability to regulate this. And in doing so, by use of our inner attitude and intention, we can strengthen the pulse. Never lose sight of this fact. Everything that exists is consciousness, 
even the tiniest invisible particle. And so everything is a pulsating expression. Every emotion, every thought, every self-expression, every level of consciousness, every expression of our will, everything. Looking around, we can see there is great variety in the level of life pulse among people. When we incarnate in matter, when a person is born, we manifest many aspects of consciousness. Our divine self chooses which aspects to bring in, while other aspects of our consciousness do not manifest. We will choose some finished aspects of our eternal being, which have already been purified, but we will also choose some unfinished aspects to incorporate into the person we will become in this lifetime. Altogether, this will create our personality. Therefore, many divergent aspects coexist on this planet. When we do our personal healing work, we are often surprised to discover some of these divergent aspects in ourselves. On our conscious level, we are convinced we only think one way about certain aspects of ourselves, others, or life. But when we peel back the layers and go inside, we find thoughts that are completely the opposite. We also find feelings, attitudes, and expressions of our will going in opposite directions on deeper levels of our being. So it is of utmost importance we allow unconscious elements we are not yet familiar with to come into our conscious awareness. This is the only way to incorporate them into our process of purification and transformation. If we don't do this, our work will remain half done. Creating a Strong Pulse In the previous era, it was not only enough, but it was our task as humans to focus on our outer awareness and the level of our volitional will. Our work was to purify and strengthen the outer aspects of our personalities, our ego, as a prerequisite for what would come next. It was absolutely necessary that we strengthen the outer levels of our personality. In those days, all that was expected of us was that our conscious mind and will learned how to be pure and good. Now humanity has reached the end of that old era, and it's time to take the next step into something new. The development we successfully accomplished on the conscious plane opened certain channels in us that, at least to some extent, reached the inner reality of our divine selves. So those with enough discipline to do the work on the conscious level could, and can, establish connecting channels to God within. But when a person does not attend to the material that exists on unconscious levels, the pulse weakens. The pulse can only be strong to whatever degree a person's whole package of consciousness is in harmony with the divine. Disharmony influences how reliable a channel is, as well as its depth, width, and scope. <laughs>
It's possible to have a channel that is only reliable in a specific area of our life, while it remains limited in others. Therefore, it is quite correct to predict that in this era of unification, during which self-purification takes place on inner levels, the average age of human beings will become much longer. Because through a person's inner purification work, their life pulse is strengthened. The lifespan will extend way past what we currently believe is possible. Simply put, when our whole personality is operating in harmony with itself, when we have no more divergent levels, when we have become totally conscious of our entire selves, then the pulsation can come through very strongly. Our spirit will be able to enliven matter fully, energizing it and vitalizing it. Currently, in humanity's present stage of development, even in the best circumstances, only some levels of our being are conscious. What remains in our unconscious levels stops the divine pulse beat from expanding further. We have each brought certain negative aspects into this incarnation with the specific intention of making them known to ourselves. If we don't become aware of these negative aspects, it's unavoidable they will weaken us and cause either illness or, quite possibly, on a level that is unconscious, a will to die. When this happens, our lifespan becomes shorter than it needed to be. So in this new era, it is utterly necessary to discover what exists on unconscious levels of our personality. For to complete the process that is unfolding, we need to include what those unconscious levels are holding. Currently in distortion and waiting to materialize. We are now past the time when it was enough to only pay attention to what was happening on the conscious level of our being. Now, in order for a community, a group, or an individual to grow harmoniously and completely fulfill its task, we need to follow more subtle and intricate approaches. There will be limitations in our lives to whatever degree aspects of our personality remain unconscious. We will be limited in not only the way we express ourselves in life, but in the way we connect with the divine and with our own needs. Our conscious self might be quite pure and in this part of ourselves we may be a beautiful channel. But if we are ignoring unconscious material, this outer channel will be limited. As a result, we will be limited in our perception of our own real needs, including both the needs of our higher self and of our body. False needs will then set in, predominating and confusing us. When this happens, our mind will not be able to sort out which needs are real and which are false. To remain healthy, we need to tune in to the needs of our physical and spiritual bodies, but we can only rely on having the fine perception required when we have the courage to go all the way, to see, become familiar with, and accept all the aspects of ourselves 
we have brought into this life as our task. So we must build a bridge to these aspects. We do this by having courage, inner wisdom, and faith, all of which we activate through our commitment to our spiritual path. What stops us? What prevents us from making connections with the inner layers of our consciousness? Fear. More specifically, fear of the self, which is the biggest factor stopping us. When we try to spiritualize our being in ways that avoid knowing about the less palatable parts of ourselves, our work cannot be complete. For if we fear some parts of ourselves, we divide ourselves. Most of us don't even realize we have this fear of self. We are in fact quick to rationalize away this fear. As such, we lose touch with our real needs and instead create false needs, the need to avoid part of ourselves and the need to escape. Just as we can create false needs on the level of the body, which show up as addictions to drugs, alcohol, harmful stimulants, or unwholesome foods, so can our emotional and mental bodies become polluted by the false need to run away from some level of our being. Our consciousness then gets tripped up in these false needs. As we become more thoughtful, more mindful, we open to other possible ways of being. We start to learn maybe as a first significant step, that there really are parts of ourselves we fear. By simply acknowledging this fear and not pushing it to the side, we start to build a bridge. This is how we start to connect with our inner being, which has, until now, remained a stranger to us. What follows suit from here is no longer quite so hard. Once we know what our fear is, we can begin to question it. We can challenge our fear. And when we do this, we create a strong new pulse on a new level of our soul. This is how we let life enter our spirit where it wasn't able to penetrate before because of our fear, or more correctly, because of the denial of our fear. Our denial is what prevents the full beat of the pulse on our incarnation from enlivening all of our being, including every particle of our mental, physical, and emotional bodies. When we learn to overcome our inner fear and in this way dissolve our inner defenses, defenses which can be quite tricky, subtle, and sophisticated, we make room for a whole new expression of life that wants to penetrate our whole being. We open to an entirely new pulse beat. Inner links are forming now in our world. These are needed by the spiritual movement that wants to complete its total spiritualization of our inner personalities. Then, the power of the Word of Christ the power of Christ consciousness, can arrive unimpeded on all levels of our personality. This is what the spirit world is working for, inspiring us for, 
openings are being created in many different ways, even if these sometimes seem disconnected from the spiritual reality we are familiar with. For example, a century or so ago, we experienced an influx from the field of psychology. Granted, while this knowledge has some limitations, it nonetheless pointed out the divergent levels of the personality to us. Without this understanding, total purification and spiritual unification couldn't happen in a genuine and realistic way. So this unfolding was divinely inspired, as it was necessary for the great task ahead of us. The spirit world is not content any longer with purification on the conscious level. At this point in time, more is needed. Just as we are now seeing the lower self of nations exposed, which are symbolic reflections of our inner world, so the same must happen with each person. It may make us sad at first to see what is becoming visible, but how can true purification take place if we don't become aware of the sadness that's been there all along about the impure, unclean, limited aspects. These must come to the front of our conscious awareness. Our lower self exists, and we must take this seriously, not by fearing it, but by meeting it. It is possible to go about this in the right way, trusting and knowing that these destructive energies are fundamentally divine and therefore can be transformed. They are essential and can be altered. Our job is to make sure no part of ourselves remains denied, rejected, and disconnected, for we give great power to any part we deny. This denied part will then come out indirectly and will manage to somehow deprive us of something we need, our health, our vitality, our happiness or it will block inspiration from reaching our conscious minds with messages that are extremely important for us to receive. Learn more on the Finesse website in Part 1 of Understanding the Spiritual Teachings, The Work of Healing, in Spilling the Script, Finding the Treasure, and in Doing the Work, Healing Our Body, Mind, and Spirit, by getting to know the self. Blessing from the Pathwork Guide. My beloved friends, angels of God are filling this space. It is truly an inner space, which is reflected, from your point of view, on the outside. These angels cooperate and are deeply concerned with the task that every one of you has to fulfill, that is waiting for you in a time of great meaning and inner expansion and purpose. Each of you can be, and many of you will be, carriers, in one form or another, of new truths and new ways. Every one of your tasks is of the greatest importance. And the happiness of each of you is of the greatest importance. Your happiness will be a natural expression of your devotion to the truth of your transformation and of your devotion to the task 
that is waiting. So happiness will be the result and at the same time also a prerequisite. For only the joyous can give joy. Only those in truth can bring truth. Only the loving and loved ones can give love. Let yourself experience this every day and every hour of your life. The love of the universe permeates all that is, all that ever was, and all that ever will be, all that you are, every level of your blessed being.